0: Join them as they talk about why it is always worthwhile to take care in business. Hey Kathy, hey Vicky, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I like looking at you through our Zoom meeting here. I know, right? We get to see each other in our pajamas. <laughs> yes, exactly. I wonder if Shauna, our guest, is in her pajamas as
1: well. We'll have to.
0: We'll have to ask her.
1: <laughs> we will have to ask her.
0: We will have to ask her.
1: So, um, so we have- you know, one of the hardest hit industries during COVID has been sports, you know, and that's been, I mean, you and I aren't super sporty people, but um, for so many people, sports, you know, that's kind of like their go-to thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so our next guest, Shauna, is somebody who can kind of help us navigate all the changes that are going on and how the sport community is really responding. So Shauna Griffiths is an accomplice. Um, hybrid marketer who has led brands, properties, agency, and people creating dynamic, integrated marketing platforms and brand alliances with some of the biggest names in sports and entertainment. She has led groundbreaking campaigns for Nike women's marketing with WNBA teams, Cirque du Soleil, the NBA Development League, as well as the NBA's Nets' historical moves to Newark and then to Brooklyn. She has also served as Senior Vice President of Integrated Marketing and Brand Partnerships and Managing Director of the Midwest for CSM Sport and Entertainment. Shauna played an integral role in securing an unprecedented, multifaceted, 12-year relationship between Cirque du Soleil and Mexico. Isn't that cool? Yeah. In
0: 2017,
1: Game Changer by Sports Business Journal and a 2017 Hatch 100 recipient, um, Griffiths founded SLG Impact, and it's an executive coaching, marketing, and business development consultancy. She is also an advisor for GameOn app and Athleta.org. She herself is an athlete, a former two-sport NCAA Division I scholarship athlete. Um, She earned her MBA from Eastern Michigan University and an undergraduate degree from University of Michigan. So welcome, Shauna.
2: Thank you so much. Appreciate being able to join you today.
1: Yes. Well, thank you for the accommodation. This is this is sort of strange for us to to do it this way, but this is the way of the world right now, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: It's funny, I've been working remotely for the past four and a half years, so there's a lot of this that doesn't feel too foreign to me in the way of working. But, yeah, I mean, I just see everybody uh, looking to change the way they've been operating and, you know, people like you trying to figure out different ways to use technology to make it all work.
1: Tell me, explain to our listeners a little bit about how you feel the sports world is really and sports brands are really dealing with COVID-19.
2: Yeah, I think it was um, when the NBA announced that they were pausing their season. I I remember watching news reports about it, and it was remarkable the way that that was a sign to a lot of people across the nation um, that this was really real and it was having a huge impact if the NBA was going to go on pause. And I think that's a really interesting thing because sport is not just, something like a game that you people just watch. It truly is this huge driver of the consumer behavior of the commercial side of things. Um, it's, it's really a part of our pop culture. Um, so, you know, I think when I just say that because it has had, has had a big impact. Um, and then you, we see a bunch of the leagues, Um, the the NBA the NFL changing things they're doing Um, so the NBA has had a horse competition that the players are participating in Um, you see the NFL is making changes to how they're operating with the draft and you know there there are initiatives that are being pointed at raising funds so it's really interesting and I think that you've even seen people, um, you know, overseas, you've seen people like Manchester United um, who have come out and said that they're not going to lay off the staff. Um, You know, their season is obviously suspended as well, um, Mm -hmm. but they're not going to lay off the staff and players are involved in fundraising, but other teams in that same league didn't come out with a big statement like that about what they were doing with their employees and have taken some backlash. So I say all that because it's not just one way that that sports are operating. It's very different by team by team um, or even league by league. Um, and then you see a space like an eSports or brands that are very much in that space, like a drone racing league, who are actually um, they're they're the one kind of, I guess alternative or option for for sports that are continuing right now. So um there's there's definitely a lot, a lot going on.
1: We kind of felt a lot here in Indianapolis because of the whole cancellation of March Madness, and that was
2: huge. Oh, yeah, phenomenon. absolutely.
1: Ripple and, you know, um, so many people were impacted by that in businesses downtown and, um, you know, obviously hotels and all of that. That's been crazy.
0: Well,
2: yeah, that's exactly right. Something like March Madness, a huge event like that. It, Yes, there's a side of it that is this like historic, iconic um, sporting event that people around the nation are paying attention to. But and also that the, the locations that they go to, there's huge opportunities for economy drivers, um, you know, in in that local market. So, yeah, I and mean, again, that's just like such a testament to the impact um, of sport in our society.
0: Right. Absolutely. What do you think are some trends that, you know, will come out of this? Things that will be maybe more similar as far as the independent leagues will decide? Um, because like you said, they are all reacting and uh, kind of communicating with their stakeholders differently. But do you see any sort of commonality that will sort of come out of this? I think people are going to need to be open to different types of,
2: What uh, might sound funny to say, but different types of playing. So for example, they um, like right now, people think of, Sports as, you know, the traditional sense of there, if there's a game on TV, it has an arena full of people and, um, you know, that that game is broadcast. And I think that I've been hearing and involved in conversations related to sports coming back but not having w- without fans during the games. And on one hand, that could be something that a team, even if things got back to, you know, where people are congregating in mass. Maybe that's something that a team would want to do as an opportunity to collect content on a day when you know when it's fans aren't in the building or or there's just different ways, I think, that that sports are going to look to adapt and uh, and change their offering a little bit. Um, you know, maybe they decide to do that one day and then the revenue model is different for a select number of games because they choose to do it without fans in the arena, but they let certain people in or only certain people, you know, view. I think, So I think, you know, that's going to be the, the big thing as to how people are looking to shift some of their offerings. Um, I think that you're continuing to see athletes um, that are really caring about social impact and using their voice. And, um, you know, you see someone like uh, Megan Rapinoe, even, who has, I've been watching some of her Instagram stuff, and she's had um, some, like, politicians on there talking about things. So really using their voice, their influence. Um, You're seeing some players who have come forward to pay the salary of arena workers who are not going to be, you know, able to work. So again, um, you know, you've seen a rise of that over the last several years, players doing that. But I think this is going to only continue. Um, you may see some that had, you know, similarly got into the tech and startup space. Maybe they get more into that as they're, um, you know, business people as well as athletes. Um, and then something I actually read this morning is, that there could be additional roles at teams and properties, um, arenas, that kind of thing, where it's on a role that is shaped to think about protection of the fan, um, and I think some of that safety and security that goes beyond what they have, what those entities have in the past. Um, So those are, you know, again, things to think of. How are we making sure that we're constantly – protecting, um, you know, the fans and keeping them engaged in a, in a safe way. So I thought that was a pretty interesting thing that I hadn't even thought about yet.
0: Yeah, that's really, that's, that's really interesting. I, um, I wonder too, if some partnerships or alliances could be forged with some of the brands, particularly brands that are, um, you know, using, I don't want to say that word that sounds awful that are, taking the opportunity to give back, you know, in some way. There was an article in I don't know, I don't know where it was, but it was there's like this new organization called um Brand Plus Better or Oh yeah something mm-hmm. this, yep. is it brand brand is better or something where Yeah, that Nate uh, you know, check
2: it check it started. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, just some guy who thought, you know, what can I do during this time and um you know to to make an impact. And I don't know how many brands have, have joined the, um, the the organization, I guess is what I would call it. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's criteria for them to, to be involved and it's to, uh, you know, to give back and to report the impact and, um, and then I think Mm -hmm. help each other. But Mm -hmm. what occurred to me when I read it was that, you know, one, I mean, that's, a great marketing tool during this time is to figure out what you can do with your product or your communication or whatever Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. make a difference. But, you know, in particular to this conversation, those partnerships and you've worked with lots of brands like Nike and stuff, but Mm -hmm. do you think that there could be partnerships formed um, to not only um, for that position that you talked about you know, uh, venues creating or leaks creating, but mm-hmm. to keep, keep, you know, fans safe, but also to, um, be a, a new sort of revenue generator mm-hmm. and communication tool.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that the actual role that I, I read, somebody, um, wrote about, I just looked it up while you were asking me that. His name is a, he's a good friend of mine and a leader in the sports space, Joe Favorito. Um, he caught, he referenced it as, uh, fan assurance is the role that he is that he as he referenced it um Mm -hmm. i think there could be huge opportunity for technology partners there um Mm -hmm. it's interesting because i think that brands it's kind of this line right now it's either you're doing something in the face of this or you're not and i think that there's it's a very clear and distinct line um and i think that to a large degree, I think people, leaders, brands are going to be at some point a bit measured or looked at by evaluated by how they adapted or did something in a positive sense, whether it's internally with the way they operated. Um, you know, you're seeing big companies like Visa, the head of Visa, saying, "I'm going to forgo my compensation for the next year to make sure that I don't have to cut people." So, you know, I think that to your point, um, there are a lot of brands and sports entities and, you know, athletes and, that are, that are going to be doing things. And I think that it, it's very evident when it's authentic and um, when it's actually doing, you know, being successful in moving the good needle forward. Um, and less of it being um, all about, you know, something that's just going to benefit them. And I don't even know how that could be possible right now. Um, but I think that, you know, you're just, you. we are going to continue to see alliances like that to help bring some of these um, pivots forward that are going to need to happen.
1: It is. It'll be a whole new world, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And thankfully, you know, the brands have, um, you know already what what I love to see is brands that are already making the shift. Like there was an agency, an experiential agency, that produced um, the Coachella live event every year, and their initial pivot that was at least public that I saw was to produce the pop up like hospital um, medical. Um, I guess you'd call them facilities in in various locations. Like how, like again, yeah, that is doing something that is truly meaningful, truly needed right now. And it also allows them to pivot in a way that's relevant to what they can bring. Um, So that just speaks volumes for the way that they were operating and thinking and turning their focus there. Um, So, you know, I I say all that because I love seeing brands that are thinking and operating that way now, taking action steps to that end rather than just pausing, freezing, cutting and then waiting until this gets better because who knows when it is going to get better and what does better even mean? And then what does it look like in the future? It's most likely, I mean, it's already changed so much in the way consumers are behaving has already changed so much in the, what do you say, like a month or so, month and a half that this has been, um, you know, at its heightened heighten state in the U S Um you know you're already seeing brands that have um you know taken taken action and i think it's pretty powerful
1: yeah it is there's definitely um more spotlight on that than there ever has been which is is exciting for people like us who have worked mm-hmm. in this arena and it is exciting to see sort of who's stepped up you're involved yeah. with something called um call for the code right oh yeah call for code mm mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Well, yeah. it's Actually, I'm not directly involved with Call for Code, but a friend. Okay. Um, there's a guy named David Clark, and the initiative is um, David. It, it's actually, his company is David Clark Cause. Um, and so it's an event that's happened globally every, uh, for the last, I think, the last three years. Um, and it's involved the U.N., uh, Lady Gaga is going to be involved this year, um, and it's really bringing together. Uh, IBM is involved. Um, it's really bringing together brands um, and key leaders, celebrities to um, create solutions, tech solutions for um, you know for for this year they're going to focus on climate change, which has also always been a big focus for theirs. Um, but this year also COVID. So Mm -hmm. it's incredible to see initiatives like this, that it's not just something that raises a bunch of money. It's actually something that brings people together to create technological solutions. So it's, it's incredible again. So my friend Rob Vogel's involved in it with David Clark. um, And there's an opportunity for, you know, select brands to get involved with it. So um, you know, there's, there's never been a better time to actually, you know, make a decision to step forward and help fuel an effort like that. So, um, you know, I'm I'm just I'm I'm excited and honored to be able to talk to people about it, raise the awareness, and you know, create opportunities for for brands to get involved.
0: As a consultant, what what do you find to be the I guess the the biggest question you're getting from your clients and um, and others during this time I mean what has shifted with your sort of consultancy my my efforts
2: so in the last nine and a half years when I was with uh, the agency that I was um, recently moved on from um, you know I think that I had I moved before there was a lot of opportunity for me to engage with a client Um, but, you know, initially some of the reaction that I was seeing from brands across the board um, is, you know, they were – it was more of like a reaction that people needed to take. But we'll, but I think – and then since I've been able to, you know, to dive deeper into my consultancy, you know, I think brands are looking for, one, it's – there's a parallel track of stop the bleeding, you um, as well as what's the right pivot, what's the right solution so that you don't just go dead in the water. So, you know, I think it's, it's not just one question that happens. And I think the really smart brands are looking at, again, parallel tracking. It's that same thing where, well, how am I operating as a business internally and what am I doing externally? Um, you know, again, you want to be able to address both things um, because that's, I think, where true leadership is, is standing out.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that internal piece is so critical, too, and it's, it's again, it's kind of nice to see people paying a little bit more attention to that as well.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's
2: it's critical, and I think some people, they may go right to that as a first move, mm-hmm. um, and so, or they could, or neglect that, right, or they could go just to the client side or, or their consumer side, their, or, you know, whether, obviously, if it's B2B, but, um, you know, their their customer side, I guess you'd say. So, so again, I think, like, brands are looking to what is that pivot and so much because, like, obviously if are talking about the sports space or live experiences, that just went dark basically overnight. And so, again, it's, if you're going to take your offerings, pivot, and take them in a digital space uh, to be able to, you know, reach your customer, I, it's so important to be really – um, aware of is it more noise in the space that everybody else is doing the same thing, or how is it how are you, the brand pivoting um to be real, again, like very authentic and to provide value in what you're doing? Mm-hmm. I was talking to someone the other day that was just feeling like, well, oh, now it's getting re- like even noisier in the digital space. Um, so that's why I think keen attention to what's that unique value proposition. Um, you know, and what's the value that that your uh, audience is really looking for, it's hungry for, because there's a lot out there right now. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I I'll also tiny. say is it doesn't always have to be, while this is a very serious matter, it doesn't need to be joked about. There's also ways that people are putting content out there that feels relevant yet lighthearted in a Positive way. So, for example, um, I think I had mentioned uh, or had sent to Kathy something I had seen where the um, Chargers had their athletes. They basically like created quarantine homes virtually, and you know, or I've heard other teams or also call it like quarantine cribs, where like an athlete might show what their setup is. So, I think that's also an interesting thing to think about during this time. Is there's sometimes that there's a need for content, again, that's relevant and value-forward, um, value value-centric, um, but it can give a little bit of, um, I do almost like levity at this time, um, which, again, mm-hmm. is, is a little bit of a relief because
0: sometimes it feels like a bit of doomsday. <laughs> yeah, a little behind the scenes to see that we're all in this together and we're all going yeah. through it. Mm-hmm.
1: So mm-hmm. This is, and that's
0: uh, a bit of social impact to do those kind of things, too. Yeah, absolutely so financially with so many people being unemployed and uh you know i mean i i just it's astounding to think how many people you know live paycheck to paycheck and
2: yeah, absolutely and, you know,
0: so sometimes you know people will you know they'll they'll buy a ticket to a sporting event is like you know a, a really big deal for their family or for mm-hmm. you know for themselves it's it's a stretch for them and with games being canceled or for season ticket holders, what are you seeing um, is happening for refunds and those sorts of things? Yeah, interesting you asked that. I spoke to a friend of
2: mine who's a very senior at an NBA team the other day. Um, and it's, it's interesting, a lot of um, these big brands who are on board as, as sponsors, it really depends like what category they're in. So, are they in a category like airline? That is just getting annihilated during this or are they in a category that's more in the tech space or something like that that's not actually that could actually be thriving during this because their service is so relevant so I think some of that comes into play but I think like those those big companies like that are also they're so preoccupied right now with what they're doing to try to maintain themselves um, I think there's an element that they understand that the teams the sports are also just in a state of um, pause. That's the other thing. It's not been com- in completely canceled, from my knowledge. Again, um, if I speak about the NBA, it's been paused. So um, that comes into play with people asking for money back or not. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, fans, again, they, the NBA season hasn't been completely stopped. So I think that causes everyone to kind of um, pause on the ability to ask for refunds. Um, You know, I think that the the teams that really do care about their fans and I mean, I would say all teams care about their fans really, um, but they're really taking efforts to, again, provide value during this time. They, they, teams understand for sure. They don't take fans for granted that teams can't exist without them. So again, I think that's why you're seeing, um, you know, teams and you know create pivots, create alternatives that can um, continue to embrace um, you know the, the fans and the brands that they're their corporate partners. but um, you know I think some of that is going to remain to be seen based on um, you know our seasons is it is it a statement that the season's absolutely canceled?
0: Wow, It's just such a vicious cycle, you know that right you know the sponsors they they're preoccupied and so that impacts you know it's the the teams which impacts the fans which impact it's just you know in in every business and i have just really noticed the sort of hoarding of money you know of yeah. people kind of pausing until this ppp kicks in and stimulus checks are received and you know whatever else but but what it does is it just creates a a cycle you know yeah well it's interesting because I think a lot of people that haven't been really close to
2: sport or um, you know maybe they're just a fan that tunes in or not even looking at it as you have but you really see the ecosystem Um, you know I think that it's been amazing to see these players who are like you know what no I am going to give money to these arena workers because when people think about the sport shutting down the first reaction most of the time for fans is like Oh, no, I can't tune in from home or, oh, no, I can't go to the game. But it's like, again, you think about all those like the arena workers impacted, all the services that were that were, you know, that um, a sports property needs to have in order to, you know, maintain, to sustain, to thrive. And it's incredible to think about that ripple
0: effect. Wow. wow. Well, I could I could keep talking to you forever, but I know that we uh, <laughs> we need to honor the amount of time that we asked you to spend with us. Um, we can you give some advice for someone um, or an organization as they mm-hmm. are trying to make a, de- a decision that they want to, you know, do some kind of give back, make a social impact.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that the first thing is. I've said it a couple times on this call. and I cannot say I can't stress it enough is make sure it is authentic. Make sure that it makes sense to the consumer and also make sure that it is and, and have a true understanding of like what your North star is. And is it self-serving or is it true? Is it because everybody else is doing it or is it because you know what, this makes so much sense. I truly believe that I want to do this and I'm going to, and I'm going to, you know, take that step forward. Um, You know, just as much as I said, I think brands and people are going to be reflected upon at some point, like, if they took action or not. I think even the ones that do, it's going to be like, what, what? at some degree, people are going to be like, what is the action that they took? Um, Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, make sure it's authentic, make sure it's relevant, um, and that it is truly going to, in some way, big or small, um, it is going to have a positive impact, and it's going to – you know, facilitate the improvement of things. Then the other thing is if you can try to find some white space, like I said, there's a lot of people, um, there's a lot of noise right now um, as people are trying to react and pivot. Um, so really look at is there any white space that you can create or, or find um, and then go in that
1: direction. So, Shauna, um, thank you so much. Can you let our listeners know how they can learn more about you and SLG Impact? impact?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, at the present time, because this is a bit of my new reality, um, as I'm creating my path forward in the wake of COVID, I am in the process of pulling together a website, so I don't have that yet. But um, you can get in touch with me um, at shauna at slgimpact.com. You can look me up, Shauna Griffiths, on LinkedIn. Get in touch with me there. Um, you know, so, so at the present time, those are probably the best ways um, and you want to see a little bit of a lighter side of me, you can check me out on Instagram at Shauna Rides Bikes, because um, that's a bit of my alter ego as well.
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and it's Shauna, S-H-A-U-N-A, just so Correct. people can find you um, e- m- m- e- more easily.
2: Yep, absolutely. S-H-A-U-N-A at slgimpact.com. Awesome.
1: Well, Shauna, thank you so, so much for your time um, today so very interesting, and um, we are really grateful.
2: Thank you. I am absolutely grateful and appreciate you both um, with your efforts to help improve things in this world.
0: So, Kathy, I really love how a lot of our past guests end up getting uh, nominated for our Taking Care and Community segment. Um, you'll recall Bruce Kidd from Concerts for a Cause. Oh, yeah. Bruce is such
1: a great guy. i had the opportunity to go to several of their concerts, and it's always a great time.
0: Yeah, I, you know, they've had to really shift how they're, um, you know, staying in business with um, with the pandemic, um, because, you know, typically, like you said, they're live concerts, and they're, they're, they're fundraisers for other organizations, but they wanted to continue to be able to um, you know, produce the concerts that they had scheduled, and so they started a hyper-local level um, series called Carry Out Concerts Livestream Series, where they are um, performing concerts online, and what's really cool is that they're able to do even more than they typically would, because usually they do, you know, um, quarterly or, you know, every other month concerts, and um, right now, if you go to their website, they have, these local live stream concerts running through the end of April so you know I don't know um, by the time our listeners hear this they should go online at indie concerts for a and see what's changed um, due to the pandemic but if we're still at shelter at home I'm assuming they'll have concerts through the end of May even through June even who knows Um, Or they'll have some information up about um, their next live event. But I love that an organization that we've already featured continues to be recognized for what they're doing and to stay on trend. Um, You know, there's so many uh, different entertainers that are doing fundraising like this. I don't don't know if you've seen it on the news, but, I mean, pretty fascinating stuff with musicians doing concerts in their home to – uh, movie producers offering um, to enter a raffle, to be in an upcoming movie. I mean, just really, really cool stuff to uh, uh, raise funds and relief for the, the pandemic.
1: Yeah, it has been really cool. And I'm so glad that Bruce
0: is doing this
1: uh, locally. It's a great boost for some of these entertainers, and it certainly keeps both of us
0: entertained at home. <laughs> yes, it does let's give a big thank you to our sound engineer, Matt Soce. And our Taking Care and Community sponsor, National Bank of Indianapolis. If you'd like to nominate someone or an organization for a future episode, you can visit our website, takingcareinbusiness.com.
1: Don't forget to subscribe, follow, or download Taking Care in Business wherever you get our podcasts. If you love Taking Care in Business, Give us a five-star rating and leave a review or share this episode on your social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Taking care in Biz, B-I-Z. If you have questions or comments, you can also email us at info at TakingCareInBusiness.com. Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, take, take care, care in business. business.